What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brave Fit and Thriving podcast. Today's topic is one that I have been wanting to address for a while, and I know that there's a lot of fellow women out there who deal with one or maybe all of these mental health struggles. And I want to give you some tips that have really helped me stay consistent with my fitness and diet regimen while dealing with ADHD, anxiety, and even panic disorder. I was diagnosed with panic attacks back in 2020, shortly after you know what happened. And I'm going to go into some of the challenges that these mental health struggles pose and some of the methods that have really helped me be consistent with my routine, despite all of the challenges that I have faced in the last few years, uh, not even all related to it, but somewhat related in a way. I'll kind of get into how it ties together and everything here. So first and foremost, I'm going to go into what is ADHD, attention deficit hyperactive disorder or ADD if you don't have the hyperactive added to it. I was diagnosed with it ever since I was eight years old. So I I guess I'm blessed in a way to have known this since childhood, but it's still something that I deal with into adulthood. And even though I hoped that I would grow out of it as a kid, it is still a challenge that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. So what is ADHD? It is basically the lack of or poor sensitivity to or both to dopamine. And dopamine is a hormone uh, that our body produces that gives us that reward sensation, helps us focus on tasks. And so when this is dysregulated or just inefficient, we have difficulty concentrating on one thing, especially if it is not something that we are very interested in in that moment. Uh, It's a very flawed reward system that we have. And so it leads us to forget things, not necessarily on purpose, but if it's something that doesn't really intrigue us in the moment, it's likely that we forget it. And for us women, Our ADHD symptoms can vary greatly throughout our hormonal cycle. Our levels of estrogen have a huge impact on the way our body responds to dopamine. So if you're a woman out there, you probably feel that your ADHD is almost crippling right before your period starts and for the first few days of. And then towards the middle of your cycle, you feel almost normal. And then period comes and your ADHD symptoms get worse again. It has to do with all those hormonal fluctuations. Um, We also want to get things done right away because we don't trust our brains to be able to keep focused on something. So that's why a lot of us really struggle with wanting instant gratification when it comes to pretty much anything. But in this scenario that I'm talking about here in this podcast is our fitness goals. We want things to come quickly. So we lose interest when things don't come quickly because we don't trust our brains to just like stay on topic and stay on task. We know we're going to get distracted. So we just want it right away. So we don't have to worry about it. Uh, We also get stuck in something called buffering mode. So if we have say an important task or a big workout that we were planning and we put it out till the end of the day, other things start to become less effective. Like we can't get shit done when we're having something going on later in the day, or say you have an appointment and you plan on working out the same day of your appointment, but your appointment's in the evening and you're used to working out in the middle of the day, but your like appointment is like the most important thing. So you're like in buffering mode, waiting until your appointment, then the appointment's over. And next thing you know, you're like tired. It's the end of the day and you don't get your workout in. Like that's an example right there. Um, but also with ADHD, we're way more prone to poor eating habits, uh, especially in this day and age where Everything has a lot of sugar pumped into it, a lot of fats added to it that are very palatable, but also increase dopamine just because it tastes amazing. 
anything that tastes amazing give us gives us that dose of dopamine. And so what happens when we have these poor eating habits or we eat something that really stimulates dopamine in high amounts, we become less sensitive to it. And the fact that we already have low dopamine response and we consume these foods, we become less sensitive and less effective at utilizing our natural source. And so we crave these foods even more. We crave sugar and high fat foods and caffeine like crazy. I had the gnarliest caffeine addiction back in college and thinking back to it, I'm like, dang, if I would have just known what I know now back then, I probably would have not struggled with my senior year thesis as much as I did. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. So that's just a little brief overview of some of the challenges that those of us with ADHD face when it relates to, you know, our fitness journey and our our diets. Uh, Now, in terms of anxiety, if you have ADHD, you probably have anxiety. Just just putting it forward, you probably deal with with more anxiety than the average person. And that is because of all those symptoms. We put things off and then we feel overwhelmed because we just have a longer task of things to do. But because of our buffering mode, we wait until the last minute. And it's not necessarily that it's our fault, but it's something that we need to be aware about in order to improve on and know that it can be improved and also know that your fluctuations in hormones still play a huge role. Uh, Social media also makes it a lot worse. It's very easy to look at other people on social media and see these crazy transformations and assume that it happened really quickly. And sometimes it does. Generally, though, there's a lot of fakes before and after pictures on there. Or you see someone you look up to, but the more you look at them, you start to wonder, why am I not there yet? I'm starting to do some things that they do. Why am I not there yet? We compare ourselves to them and we create the sense of urgency. And because of our ADHD, we don't trust ourselves to stay committed to something. And so we're like, I want it now. I want it now. And then we're anxious about not getting results fast enough or being where we want to be in that moment. Uh, And, you know, our anxiety it gives us the illusion too that we have less energy than we actually do. Like if you're putting things off till the end of the day and you keep thinking about it and then it comes time to do that task, like you're already mentally exhausted because you've just spent all day thinking about it. Um, And, you know, that buffering mode is exactly part of what can happen or one of the reasons why you put things off till the end of the day if you have ADHD. Or even if you don't have ADHD and you just have anxiety or depression, again, putting things off, stimulates more of that anxiety. We have that fight or flight response. And so even though we physically have more energy in our bodies to do things, our brains just don't. Now, this one is a little bit more, a little less common that a lot of you probably don't deal with, but I know there are some of you that do. And that is, that is panic disorder. And there has been a huge uptick in panic disorder ever since 2020. And I think you probably know why. Now, there could, there's a lot of different potential causes for this, and I'm not going to go into it um, very in depth, but there are like two main reasons why it could have had an uptick. One, you know, it was a giant public health issue that we were and still are constantly bombarded with. Now, again, We still needed to practice caution back then, and we still need to practice caution now. But ever since then, we are very, very hyper-focused on our health and what is going on in the country and the world. And there is a lot more news articles coming out, not just of the, but other diseases that aren't even close to impacting our country. But we see them all over the news. Like, 
like third world countries that are having these these illnesses that are 80%, 90% deadly. And they're like, oh, what are the odds of it coming here? And even though we don't want to read those articles because it's just fear, we see those headlines and it gets stuck with us. And we keep hearing about all these other health issues. So every time our heart starts to flutter or we just feel a weird sensation, our minds start to go down this rabbit hole. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my health? And this is not helped by the fact that our health has declined since then because people are indoors more, people are moving less, people are eating more, moving less, gaining weight, getting deconditioned, not being used to exercising or exertion. So when you do go up the stairs and your heart is pounding a little bit because you don't work out anymore, you've gained a lot of extra weight since then, you start to think, oh my God, what the fuck, am I dying? (laughs) Or maybe you were, you still do work out but you've reduced your cardio or maybe something has shifted in your health and now you are incredibly anxious about it. And so panic disorder is something that I've dealt with since 2020. There are time periods within the last few years where it was worse and where it was better. And the times where it was worse was when I was doing less cardio and reducing my training. Now, the reason why I did that though last year was because I was also dealing with health um, hormone issues and I was trying to figure out ways to improve my hormone levels. Like I had um, low everything. I just came off birth control last year, uh, early last year, and I was trying to recover my hormones. And I like, are, I was overtraining for a whole year. And when my cardiovascular efficiency went down, my panic disorder got worse. <clears throat> and so I'll just kind of segue into what I'm doing for panic disorder since I'm kind of already doing that. So something that helped with panic disorder for me was one, making sure I'm still incorporating some cardio into my workout regimen. When I cut it out cold turkey, that's when my panic disorder was the worst. I, again, was trying to resolve my symptoms from overtraining and resolve my hormones, but I think that maybe not doing any at all was not working in my favor. So over the last few months, I've been incorporating more cardio. I'm doing a little bit of hit, not crazy, but it's enough to get me accustomed to shifting heart rate. So when you're doing hit or intervals, you're going from easy effort to hard effort to easy effort. And there's different ways you can go about this too. You can also just start off with easy effort, moderate effort, easy effort, just to kind of get your body and your mind accustomed to your fluctuating heart rate. So that way, when you do get, you know, random little spikes, like going up the stairs, or sometimes you're just laying down and you're thinking of something that gives you anxiety and your heart starts to flutter, because that's a natural response. If you have ADHD and anxiety, your heart is probably going to have have those moments where it's like you're thinking of something and you're like heart's beating and then your mind's like oh your heart's beating faster than it should and you're sitting down something's wrong you're gonna have a heart attack um you know training your body to be used to those fluctuating heart rates help and same thing you know with weight training too you're doing the same thing when you push yourself and you're doing heavy hip thrusts or squats or lunges like your heart rate goes up it spikes and then it comes back down so getting your body used to fluctuating heart rates in the gym helps with panic disorder and also with anxiety So I know not everybody deals with panic disorder, so I'm not going to talk too much more about that. But now I'm going to go into things that really helped with my ADHD and anxiety to keep me on track with my fitness regimen and my diet regimen. And keep in mind, I'm not perfect every week. There are some weeks where I fall behind on one or two of these things. And it's all about getting back on the horse, you know, identifying what happened. Like when you are starting to feel overwhelmed, identifying the source of overwhelm. And usually it comes down to not doing one of these things if you struggle with ADHD. So one thing that really helps with me is 
meal prepping. And one thing though, that helps with meal prepping first and foremost, if you're trying to get into it before you start meal prepping, do a kitchen audit, go through your fridge, go through your pantry, toss out all the expired shit that you have. Because when you see clutter, when you see disaster, you're going to be resistant to meal prepping at all because you don't want to be in the kitchen. It's a source of anxiety. It's a source of overwhelm because you have things that are piled up and gross and probably half of it's expired or half of it is stale. So do a monthly kitchen audit for one hour, maybe two. Go through, clean up your kitchen just a little bit, toss out an old shit or toss out stuff that you don't need or want anymore. Donate some cans of, of food that you know you're not going to eat by the expiration date. Even if it's like six months out, are you really going to eat that can of soup in the summer? Maybe not. So donate it. Um, but meal prepping has been a huge thing for me. And I've tried both methods of meal prepping, uh, full meal prepping, where I like measure out my food in a container or food prepping where I cook the separate ingredients and keep them in containers and like put them together when it comes time for meal. What works best for me is honestly putting the whole meal together at once, uh, measuring it in one go. It makes it easier to track. And honestly, when there's more steps <laughs> to take to make my meal, the less likely I'm going to follow through with it. Like if I'm meal prepping once and I'm, I'm making three, um, making four to eight meals, like I'm making lunch and dinner for four days, it's in one go. And I don't have to do that again. I just have to warm it up and eat it. Whereas food prepping works for some people where you chop up the individual ingredients and either cook them or leave them raw and cook them when you need it. Uh, but for me, the more steps that I have to do each time, the less likely I'm going to follow through with it. So doing meal prep is a godsend for me. I have to do it. Otherwise, uh, my meals are chaos and I'm not consistent. Uh, and then sometimes, though, like I do plan which days I meal prep, but sometimes I don't stick to it. I will be honest. Sometimes things come up or I let ADHD overwhelm chaos kind of run that day. So if I have to meal prep the next day, I always make sure that in the fridge or pantry, I have foods that are easy to make and easy to track, like Greek yogurt cups. I have a ton in the fridge. I have edamame spaghetti. It's high in fiber and protein. So if I don't have any uh, protein sources and I don't want that yogurt, I have edamame spaghetti. It takes like 10 minutes to make and it tastes good with just a little olive oil and a little salt and a little pepper. Having those easy to eat food options when meal prep foods run out and you don't go to the grocery store yet those are some options that you can try. Sometimes I also just have oatmeal with some protein powder or I'll make eggs. I'll make breakfast for, for dinner if I don't have my meal prep, but having options available is necessary, is absolutely necessary when you have ADHD. Also, when it comes to food logging, uh, again, extra steps fucking sucks when you have ADHD. So I track the night before and that way, I'm less overwhelmed the next day trying to figure out what foods fit my macros, what foods fit in my calories. Did I hit my protein? Did I have my fiber? Like doing as much as I can tracking that before. Like if I'm, if I have a goal of 2,400 calories and I track 1,800, that leaves me 600 for snacks, you know, feel that, feel that little dopamine kick, but I have 600 calories left for that. I know that I hit my protein. I know that I hit my fiber, or if I did not hit my fiber, I know that my snack needs to be a piece of fruit or some cut up vegetables. Or uh, if I am short on protein, maybe I'll have a shake or a bar, just depending on if I already had a source of protein product uh, earlier in the day. Uh, again, if you use protein powder or protein bars, try not to let your protein account for more than 25% of your overall protein intake. Like if you're eating 100 grams of protein a day, you should not be taking in more than 25 grams of protein from whey protein product. You should be focusing on whole food sources. Uh, habit stacking is a big thing too. And again, this is something that I have to remind myself of 
very frequently. I'm not perfect. And sometimes my habits fall off and then I feel overwhelmed. I have to identify which habit fell off. So for me, I pick out my clothes the night before and put it in a box next to my bed, or I put it in the, um, the bathroom that I get ready in because I, 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 it just makes it easier and quicker, uh, especially for me to head out the door and go to the gym because getting it done early is a big thing for me. I, uh, actually that, that was a tip that I was supposed to say before habit tracking, but Hey, that's a perfect segue. Uh, you know, getting it done early in the day, especially with working out because working out is a big deal for me. Like I still, I love working out. Don't get me wrong, but the more that I put it off to the middle of the day or the end of the day, the more I dread it. And that is because my mind starts to become consumed with other things. Like with work, I run my own business. I I'm a ro- I'm a one woman show right now. I do everything myself from, you know, coaching my clients, which is the main thing, but also everything on the back end, uh, marketing, I have to do the finance. I have to keep everything organized. I have to fill out the sheets. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of different things that I have to do. And so if I put my work out until later, I'm going to feel less desire to do so, or, or actually, and I am less focused with my work because I love working out. And if I put out to the end of the day, I just going to keep thinking about it. I'm going to keep thinking about it, like, I got to get my workout done. I want to get my workout done. I'm not going until later. Like getting it done early has made a big difference in my overall motivation at the gym and my focus when it comes to work. So getting it done early absolutely helps. And if you have no choice but to do it after work, like go right after work. Get it done as soon as you possibly can. Because if you know putting it off is only going to distract you and make you less likely to do it, then doing it early is your only option and you have to figure out a way to make it work. It's not always going to be pleasant and it's going to take some time to get used to, but it makes a big, big fucking difference. I guarantee it. Um, And then, you know, back with habit stacking, Again, I like to leave clothes, making it easier on myself for the next day. That's the thing is make it easy for yourself. And when it comes to habit stacking, part of like your nighttime routine, like before you brush your teeth, you're going to log your food for the next day. Or um, before you brush your teeth, you're going to put your clothes for the gym, either next to your bed or in your car. Like whichever habits are essential to your success stack it with another habit that's already routine, like brushing your teeth, or maybe you're going to put coffee on the stove. Okay, well, what are you going to do? Are you in the kitchen? You could take your progress photos on Mondays in the kitchen while you're warming up your coffee. Um, And then that comes on to identifying where is the source of your overwhelm in order to figure out what habits that you need to work on. Uh, Again, if you are putting it off till the end of the day, that's a source of overwhelm. If you are overwhelmed with tracking, why do you feel overwhelmed with tracking? Is it because you don't have easy to track food options available? Then you need to meal prep. If you're avoiding meal prep because it overwhelms you, you need to do the kitchen audit. Like identify where you're feeling overwhelmed. What is the source? And what can you do not to like eradicate the source, but what can you do to work with it? And this can vary from person to person. Another thing that I like to do, and this is my last tip, is just I like I do organized chaos because for me, I can't keep things like spotless for the life of me for more than a day. Like I did housework today and I know by the end of this weekend, it's going to feel like I need to clean the whole house again. So my way of managing that is organized chaos and tidy piles. (laughs) Like I'll have a stack of my notepads on the side of my desk, but it's in a stack. It's in a stack in my closet stacks of stuff. It's not tidy in there at all, but the door's closed, out of sight, out of mind. And there's nothing essential in there that I need in the moment. The only thing in there is like my 
laundry rack and that's it. Everything else is like old clothes or old boxes or things that I don't need to think about right now. So organized chaos really helps out of sight, out of mind. But um, again, you know, making sure that you organize your habits and stack them and identifying the source of overwhelm absolutely helps. And all those tips have really helped me stay consistent. Now, again, I'm not saying that I have been perfect though. I do have my minimums. I do hit three workouts at least a week. My goal is five, but some weeks happen where it's three. I'm, I set my minimums. I set my boundaries and my minimums is, okay, what is the bare minimum that I need to do in order to accomplish my goal? And then if I go above that, it's going to get me there a little bit quicker within reason. You know, you don't want to go work out every single day and diet down way too much. Like there's a balance, but, you know, balancing between your minimum and like the most effective way and figuring out what works best for you, given your, your sources of anxiety and overwhelm and working through those rather than working against it and blaming yourself because it's easy to blame yourself for being forgetful and just forgetting about it altogether and being like, well, I have ADHD and I'm so forgetful. I can't accomplish this. I can't do this. I can't stay consistent in the gym. I sleep, I I press snooze way too much or, um, you know, I do it at the end of the day, but I'm always tired after work because I'm always anxious and I'm always like chaotic and I can never stay on track with my diet because we don't have healthy food in the, in the pantry or the fridge because there's no fucking room in there for anything. Do that kitchen audit will freaking help getting your workout early as possible will help. And then one other tip too, I forgot to write this down is when you go to the gym, have a plan, have a plan. Like if you have ADHD, literally the worst thing you can do when it comes to going to the gym is not having a plan and you're going to be bouncing around, not knowing what the heck to do. And I'll be honest, I don't even write my own plan. Because even though it'd be easy for me to write my own plan, us with ADHD, again, we are the type of people who are wanting to get everything done all at once. And if I was to write my own plan, I would make it way too long and I would want to do everything. So I have my friend write my plan for me and I follow up with her. I do check-ins with her. Like I follow through on that. And so that takes away a little bit of thought for me. And so when I go to the gym, I have my checklist of exercises to do. And that makes a difference for me. I also have a few clients with ADHD too, and having a plan works so much more efficiently than going in and winging it. Winging it, again, is the worst thing that you can do, especially if you have ADHD, because honestly, winging it is just going to lead to more anxiety and overwhelm. And also, because of our ADHD, you need to eat healthier. You do need to make sure you're getting whole foods. You do need to make sure you're getting adequate protein. You're getting adequate healthy fats and healthy carbs and fiber. Getting a lot of sugar isn't going to help your symptoms and neglecting your diet worsens your symptoms. For the reasons I mentioned earlier, you know, having those high fat, high sugar foods in a surplus will desensitize you to your natural dopamine. And so when you stop eating it, you're going to feel crash. You're going to feel unfocused and you're just going to crave those foods more. So If anything, the worst thing you could do if you're dealing with any or all of these issues, ADHD, anxiety, panic attacks, the worst thing you can do is neglect your physical and internal health. That is the absolute worst thing you can do. That's just going to keep you trapped in a worsening cycle of those symptoms. If you want those symptoms to improve, and I'm not claiming it's going to get rid of them, because if this is something that you were born with and had since a child, you're not going to get rid of it, but you can make it better. 
you can work with it rather than fighting it and feeling hopeless because you are not prioritizing you. You need to prioritize yourself if you want these to get better. If you want to stay stuck in overwhelm, anxiety, and tension, go ahead and keep doing whatever it is that kept you trapped in there, you know, neglecting your your eating habits, neglecting your physical health. Like if you want to stay trapped in that way, you're welcome to. But if you want to improve, these are things you have to do. Work out, eat healthy. What can you do to be consistent with it? Follow the tips I gave you. I hope this is helpful. If you do struggle with any of these, I would love to know what particular struggles you deal with when it comes to ADHD, anxiety, and panic attacks. I would love to know uh, how it affects other women as well. I've talked to quite a few, and I know that a lot of us share some similarities, but I know there's some people who have some unique, unique things pop up. So I'd be really interested to know if anybody has any differing experiences or habits that they would like to discuss. I hope you all have a great day and a great rest of your weekend.